Hello, 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 hello. Hola, como esta usted? Calata matita wasata. This is the Out Nerds <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're here with dude Nandy. Hey, Andy. Hey. Que pasa, man? Que pasa? What is all those words falling out of your mouth, man? I don't think you know what you're talking about. Some was real Spanish and the rest was fake. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Album Nerds Podcast. How you been, man? Things good over in uh, your neck of the woods? Oh, you know. Just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. That's really the only <laughs> option. <laughs> What about you, man? How's yeah. life? Things are good. Things are good. Just, uh, you know, sorting through this pile of records that came out last week. Seems like it's a uh, feast or famine on new releases lately. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, but luckily, we've it's been pretty hot lately. Got a good crop of records to sort through, and we've been kind enough to pick out two that we think make excellent album recommendations for all oh, the yes. album lovers out there. Oh, yes. Such as ourselves. Stem to Stern. That's right. <laughs> Stem to Stern, album lover. All That's right, us. man. So uh, we're calling these recommendations, huh? New release recommendations to be Ooh. exact. Wow. All right, all right, all right. It's time for some new release recommendations from your favorite album nerds. I got to start it off. I picked an album by a band that I've loved for a long time. It's Blackberry Smoke with their new release, Find a Light. Just a quick background on the band. They're a southern rock kind of deal, building on the traditions of like Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers and things of that nature. They formed in 2000, and they've got some, but they've got a little bit more bluegrass, gospel, and and country mixed in uh, than your traditional Southern rock. We've got singer guitarist Charlie Starr, uh, Paul Jackson on guitar and and vocals, uh, Richard Turner, bassist, keyboardist Brandon Still, and drummer Britt Turner. They're from Atlanta, Georgia, formed in 2000. Have a very loyal fan base on the touring circuit. They've toured with Zach Brown Band, Eric Church, ZZ Top, Leonard Skinnerd. List goes on and on. Government Mule, and um, this is they they've uh, their fifth studio album, like an Arrow, uh, was in back in 2016. We talked about that. It was one of my top albums of 2016 via Three Legged Records. That was a number one on the U.S. Billboard Country and Americana Folk Charts which I think is pretty cool for them. And uh, they got a new one that just came out. So, Andy, what do you think about Blackberry Smoke, my man? Yeah, I'm relatively familiar from uh, hanging around with you for the last few years. Uh, I really enjoyed that. They bought that live record, Leave a Scar, I think it was maybe a few years back. That's what got me into them. Yeah, I That's like a that great too. record. Yeah, definitely a good, seemed like a good band to see live. Outdoors. I'm not usually a live album sort of dude, but that's so much fun to listen to, and that turned me on to them in the first place, so uh, yeah. happy to be able to talk about them on the show once again. Word up. Let's hear a little about this record. So this one's called Find a Light. 
came out April 6th of 2018, so very, very recent release. Uh, 53 minutes long. It was recorded all over the place, Atlanta, Nashville, another place in Atlanta, and it's on uh, three-legged records here in the U.S. and Earache, I think, in the U.K. Earache's like a metal label, but they've started to... They've started to branch out. They've got bands like the Rival Sons, the Glorious Sons. Maybe they're like bands with sons in the name that are not metal, but they have a lot of heavy metal stuff on Earache. So uh, go check out their website. It's very interesting. You're going to find a lot of metal stuff with a mix of some other things thrown in. So why don't we jump in with uh, the song Till the Wheels Fall Off, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the record. So I picked that song because it's kind of like a anthem for anybody. It's about taking the ups and downs of life and keeping on, keeping on, you know, until you can't keep on anymore. Sort of like we touched on at the beginning of the show when I said I was L-I-V-I-N. Uh, <laughs> and it, I felt like this had a kind of Tom Petty feel to it also. It felt like, you know, obviously the styling would be a little bit different, but if it had that sort of relatable sing-along mid-tempo rocker thing that I thought could be a great Tom Petty song. It was a really weird thing to think, but I was driving along listening to this, and I'm like, this would be a great Tom Petty song. Miss you, man. Uh, This album was self-produced by the Quintet. It's their sixth full-length studio album, features 13 brand-new songs, all written by these guys. They do have some guests some special guests on uh, some of the songs. They've got Amanda Shires on the track Let Me Down Easy, which is a very pretty sort of breakup song. Nice um, melodies and nice harmonies. Uh, the Wood Brothers are on Mother Mountain, which is the final track, and that's kind of got a Crosby, Stills, and Nash harmonies vibe. That's pretty cool, too. So usually I'm not really big on guest artists on albums, but... Uh, they had something to offer, and it didn't take away from the from Blackberry Smoke. Medicate My Mind is a good track. It's got a lot of dynamic shifts, upfront vocals on that one, and it it's like a life on the road deal, which you get a lot in Southern Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot of good songs. I mean, I, I couldn't pick out anything that I thought was no good, but Mother Mountain, that album closer, was really, really cool. I have another song I want to play later, so I'm not going to play that one. But Mother Mountain, I thought, had an awesome sound, and it's a great way to close out the album. It kind of The album kicks off with a harder rocker, and that's what I found for the most part with this compared to Like an Arrow. To me, there's a little more Southern rock and a little less countrified, and Like an Arrow was kind of country and this is a little rockier. What did you think about this one, Andy? Um, but what did you think of it? Did you hear the same thing I did, or am I nuts? Well, uh, yeah, there definitely are a lot of rocking tracks on here. I guess the ones that stood to me were the ones that were more country, um, just because they seem to when they when they go country, it's like that uh, 
I don't know. It's more of like what I would call like commercial country and less of like, uh, you know, Johnny Cash country. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not outlaw country, but I mean, it could, you know, something can be accessible and still be, I don't know, respectable. It doesn't have to be sellout, which is what it sounds like you're saying, Andy. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not deep into the genre, but that's kind of how a couple of these songs sound to me. But I did really enjoy that last track you mentioned there, too, with the Woods Brothers on it. I think that was yeah. kind of a standout. Yeah. Um, as well as Nobody Gives a Damn. It's kind of like a cool, like, bar blues track in the middle of the record. I thought it was pretty nice. And uh, the track you just played, To the Wheels Fall Off, I, I stuck out to me, too. This being uh, the type of sound that they can produce that, that I get down with. Yeah, they're just, they're really good at that uh familiar feel that's kind of got a Black Crows deal to it too, but they haven't taken it to the extremes of the Black Crows with, you know, the long jam sessions. They're not a jam band. They make nice, concise, well-written songs with sing-alongable lyrics that have a little bit of meaning and are kind of poetic. And they're an everyman, another everyman type of band. And I really like that about them. It just, feels like it's just genuinely they sit down and write a bunch of songs. I don't think they're trying to get radio hits. It's just really natural. I think it sounds really natural, and that's what I love about this band, and I think this album continues that tradition for them. So want to listen to another song? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, let's listen to Crooked Kind. Yeah, so that's like one of those no apologies, I am who I am, I'm kind of a bad boy, and that's just the way I live, and you're, that's what you're really looking for. You're looking for the crooked kinds. Catchy, nice sing-along chorus. It's got southern rock swagger all over it, and uh, something they do really well. It just like the chorus is across, I, I got a step across every mine. I like a high time every time. You were looking for a straighter line. Look at me. I'm the crooked kind. So, you know, you found yourself a bad boy. Deal with it. <laughs> and that's the kind, you know, that's that's the tradition of this kind of music and uh, they just do it really they they do it well and it doesn't sound it doesn't seem like recycled to me. So, why don't we talk about the good and I'm going to let you talk about the good. What did you like on this record, Andy? Well, I think when they when they do have that swagger it works pretty well. I, I enjoyed the features, personally. I, it kind of broke up the record nicely for me. Are they a pretty large group? Is it like a, a big posse that goes around playing with them, or is it... I don't know about band? touring. They're a five-piece, but touring, who the hell knows? I'm sure they have background, you know, backup singer ladies doing some of the harmonies and stuff. I mean, I, I imagine it's probably a pretty, pretty big production when they're on the road, but... Officially, they're a five-piece. They make a big sound, man. They sound like a yeah. big, they sound like a big band on the record, which is cool. Yeah, how about you? It's more southern rock than country this time around, which 
I really liked Like an Arrow, and I liked the country vibe, but it's kind of cool to do a little more a little more snapping. Uh, the production sounds really good. They, Like you said, they sound big. They sound clean. Songs stay tight, and they don't devolve into long jam sessions, which now on that... That live record we talked about, there are jam sessions and and stuff, and they do it well. But I like a record to stay tight, like when it's a when it's a release like this, when it's a like true this, album. Yeah, yeah, studio record. Yeah. So, what didn't you like, sir? Well, when they go country, I still don't really care for that sound very much. The way they do it, uh, there's a few tracks on here that I guess kind of stuck out to me as fine to that which made me a little uncomfortable and a couple of the slower songs i you know when they try and get you know step back a little bit and be a little more reflective um you know like chris stapleton does a really nice job with that where he you know says the right things and kind of get you to that place where you're you know pulling on the heartstrings then making you a little emotional i don't know i get that from the slower songs on this record so i don't know did you did you get there I know what you mean, I mean, with the Stapleton thing, but he's more of a blues man, and that's kind of one of the things that I don't like. I'd like to see more blues rock flavor here. I'd like to get a little bit more soulful yeah. when it comes to the ballads. So, I, I mean, I'd like some country ballads, too, because I really love how those sound, because they sound so, you know, comfortable and down home, but some um, ache some blues ache would would be appreciated too. I mean, like on uh, like an arrow, there was a song that was a a slower one that I thought was was really awesome and kind of moved me. It was the uh, the good life. Oh it yeah, was that that slow song, you know, and it was country. It was very country y, but it was about you know raising your son and and trying to <laughs> teach him how to live the good life, and it it connected. And that's what it sounds like you think was missing here. Yeah, that it, that genre can do that so well. It'd be nice to have a little bit more of it. Well, you're wrong. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, all in all, for me, it's a great follow up with us uh, to like an arrow with a slightly different flavor, but still all blackberry smoke, and you can count on them for just kind of enjoyable records. I mean, you can't. You're not going to be angry listening to this if you like. Southern rock, if you like country, if you like a little bit of both, I, I highly recommend checking this one out. Go I'll pick it up. Cool, man. That's definitely a good Southern rock record. I don't think but, people would. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's lots of this out there. But uh, okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well... When they invite me to go on tour with them, I'm not <laughs> inviting you. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your turn, man. What did All you bring right. to the table? All right. For my selection, I've been trying to find some good hip-hop records because last year was a rough year for hip-hop, in my opinion. And this year, though, we've had a couple interesting entries, and I picked out one I wanted to chat about a little bit. It's from a duo by the name of Gene Gray and Quelle Chris. They put out a record at the end of March, March 30th to be exact, entitled Everything's Fine. Said in kind of a satirical voice there. Give you a little bit of background on these two guys, or guy and girl. Uh, Gene is from New York City, 
fairly well-known uh, underground MC in that scene. She's, most of her stuff's up on SoundCloud. She's fairly popular up there. And her now fiance, uh, Quelle Chris, is from Detroit. Well known for his uh, rapping as well as producing. I uh, really enjoyed his record in 2013 called Ghost at the Finish Line. Definitely worth a listen if you're not familiar with him. It's a good place to start. Uh, they are both, Gene and Chris, are both fairly well known for their kind of nerdy, intellectual type lyrics. Chris is kind of goofy. Gene is a little more poetic. But they're making an interesting mix here together. Um, had you heard of either of these hip-hop artists? I'm guessing no. <laughs> Andy, how dare you? <laughs> I used to spit rhymes with them uh, back when we were kids. We went to school together. So, Oh, no shit. You guys came up in, uh, in the NYC together? Yeah, yeah. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I had not heard of them, either of them. I mean, Gene Gray I'd heard of, but the character from the X-Men, which is spelled differently, so... <laughs> Uh, mm. Only the X-Men movies, not familiar with the comic books. But no, I had not. Um, more of an alternative hip-hop sort of sound than I expected when you first yeah. said to listen to it. I was like, oh, shit. For all, I can tell they're highly respected and do not have that stereotypical sort of quote-unquote rap sound. So... I was really like, oh, man, Andy, don't do this to me. I should have picked something that you'd hate <laughs> instead of Blackberry Smoke. But, uh, yeah, uh, totally new. Totally new to me. So, all right, whole all new right. experience. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, the record came out at the end of March on the Mellow Music Group label. It's produced by Quelle Chris and Jean Grey. And uh, let's jump in and play a track here called The Smoking Man. So yeah, that track deals a lot with conspiracy theories and that kind of thinking that someone's always out to get you. Uh, I think the title of The Smoking Man is a reference to that X-Files character. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be a dick question, but I <laughs> turned out it wasn't. <laughs> I think that I mean that seems like a reasonable assumption, but uh yeah, I deal with a lot of like just conspiracy theories and that whole kind of mindset that there's always someone out there trying to, to get you. I think it's something that it comes up a lot on this record. You know, the record deals with this these concepts of um Kind of just accepting things as they are, you know, everything's fine, you know, even though there's lots of problems in the world, maybe we're not talking about them as much as we should be. And they do a really kind of interesting way of delivering that message. They deal with a lot of comedy and, and sketches and humor kind of interject into these tracks. It's maybe not immediately noticeable on first listen, but as you kind of dig deeper into this record, it is kind of a thicker record lyrically to get into. You can hear some of those things. Um, 
as one interesting feature uh, is that all these comedians are kind of intermixed throughout the record here. We have uh, Hannibal Burris, Nick Offerman, Michael Che, and John Hodgman are all featured on the record. Hannibal kind of raps on this record. It's it's not amazing, but he does rap on here. Uh, it's interesting hearing those, those guys mix in. I think they're all kind of friendly with each other. I know Quelly Chris does a little bit of stand-up on, on his own. So there's some overlap there between uh, comedy and hip-hop, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I just want to read this one quote from Gene Gray here. He's kind of describing what their the concept of the record was going into recording it. Gray says, As you get older, it tends to be a response that you give more and more without realizing it that you're even doing it. You're like, everything's fine, but the narrator in your head is like, Everything was not fine. So they really dig into a lot of the things in society that maybe are not fine and how we could uh, approach those and maybe talk about them a little bit more. What did you think of this record, man? It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I set you up for that one. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I wasn't planning it until about 10 seconds ago, and I'm like, oh, he set me up. All right. Uh, I really had... As usual with this, with any hip hop, I had no idea what I was in for. Uh, a lot of guest artists, but it turns out many of them are comedians. So I didn't know that either. Like I recognized a couple of those names: Nick Offerman, I know Hannibal Lecter, or whatever. I know him from. Uh, I think he was on Thirty Rock and stuff. The game show concept of the everything's fine at the beginning kind of yeah. reminded me of De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. Right, yeah, uh, I thought of that too. Yeah. As well as the game show skits on Cheech and, Chong, Cheech and Chong's album Big Bamboo, they had a they had a game show where it was uh, let's make a dope deal, but it just had <laughs> yeah. that same kind of like I, I, on the second listen, I started to get the humor. The first listen, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go, rapidy rap rap. I don't know who these guys are, what the hell they're talking about. But as I got into it and listened to it, I started to pick things up, and uh, it actually had uh, some good stuff to say, and, and the whole theme, everything's fine throughout, is is cool, too. So it's nice to see some thought going into this stuff, and that's what uh, that's what we hope for as album nerds out of albums, regardless of the genre, regardless if it's our favorite type of music, albums that are thoughtfully put together with, a, with some meaning, with some something, with, you know... Something to offer, and uh, they've got some stuff to offer. Yeah, they definitely have a clear concept here. It's not not really a story being told, um, but definitely have a theme here that they're, they're driving at, and I think it works really well. Now let's play one more cut from this. This is called Osh. My wise head still grinding the grouse. Oh, 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 for my honeys, my money that Yeah, it's a really interesting production on this track and really throughout the whole record there. Um, so let's talk about what we liked and what we didn't. What did you care for, my friends? I liked the beats. There's yeah. some fascinating sort of beats in the first listen. 
it I did didn't quite click, but then I started to hear the instruments. I don't know if they were live instruments or synthesized, but hearing instrument sounds in there, not just straight up, you know, drum beats was cool. Um, offbeat lyrical delivery at times. Yes. So the lyrics would be delivered not on the beat, which yeah. I, I'm sure that has happened before. I've never noticed it in a hip hop record. I don't listen to a lot of them. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I can understand the lyrics and there's poetry to them. I like that too. It's just more, it's more, like I said earlier, it's more than a simple collection of disjointed tracks. It's got, it's got some connection to it. And I like that. So that's what I like. Yeah. I really like the production style too, man. It's, it's very um, kind of dreamy at times. And then you know, there's like little flourishes of, of what sounds like live instruments, but I'm not really sure if they are not. There's some like kind of horns and stuff interspersed throughout. It's cool. It gives it kind of a weird kind of on, on that, you know, on edge feel to it. And like you mentioned, like with the, the beat delivery or the, you know, the rhyme delivery isn't always on the beat, which makes it feel kind of to take notice and listen a little bit closer because it does feel a little bit off at times. But uh, yeah, you know, the interspersing of the, uh, the comedians throughout kind of gives it that kind of a, keeps you engaged. I guess I would say all the way through There's some good, good sense of humor all the way all the way through the record, and the satire is definitely there, but it's not too biting, I guess I would say. Let's talk about some things we didn't like. All right. At least when looking at the track listing, too many guests. It's confusing to me who is who, and it makes it hard to get to know an artist, and I find this in hip-hop albums all the time. If I'm listening to this artist, I want to listen to them, not to 50 million other people. So I know some of them are comedians, but... I just, that threw me off. And I first listen, first couple of listens, it's like off-putting. But that's just me. Felt a little long, and I'm not really a hip-hop guy. This wouldn't convert me because, you know, I wrote in the notes, old dog syndrome. I can't say for sure I'd never go back to it because I might, which is surprising to me. That's surprising. Given our conversation tonight or, or today or whatever, (laughs) <laughs> Given our conversation on the show here, it makes me more curious. So I might end up back here again. We'll see. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I would agree. It might be a little bit too long for what it, for what they're doing. You could probably cut like maybe ten minutes off, and it would still probably get the same message across. But uh, yeah, I would agree. It's probably one of the more interesting rap releases in the last year. Or so definitely one of my favorite 2018 albums to date. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I would not. I mean, I would if you're a hip-hop fan. If you're not a hip-hop fan, it might be a little too heady to try and jump into if you're if you're new to the genre. But yeah. uh, if you like hip-hop, you definitely should check this out. It's, it's super interesting and thought-provoking, and that's a big deal. So. Word up. All right, so those are the two new release recommendations we had for you this week. The dude's was Blackberry Smoke, Find a Light. And my selection was a little bit of hip-hop from Jean Grey and Quelly Chris. Everything's fine. Coming up next week, we're taking a week off. A little vacation. Ooh. We haven't taken a week off in forever, it feels like. Yeah. So, yeah. A little break for us, but we'll be back the week after with some more record recommendations for you. And uh, we look forward to doing that and catching you then. Oh, yeah. So, in the meantime, people, 
Why don't you subscribe to the show on the iTunes, Google Play, Music, Stitcher, Radio, and tell us your favorite albums over at albumnerds.com. While we're on our break, you can go back to our giant backlog of shows. Feel free to listen to some of the old stuff. The oldest stuff, the quality isn't quite there. Quality of content is, but the sound quality is questionable. (laughs) (laughs) But go back on albumnerds.com or any of your podcast providers to check those out. So thank you so much for listening to the Album Nerds podcast once again. We will catch you when we're back from our break. Have fun, y'all. See you in a couple weeks. 